Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. I absolutely love Babbel because their courses help me learn real-life conversational skills. It's so easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, speak to the locals without having to consult language apps. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time offer for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, at babbel.com SPP. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com SPP. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com SPP. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hello, baby. Welcome to the Smart People Podcast. Sit back, grab a drink, tune in your brain. Ask not what your country can do for you. This nation will rise up. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Dude, how creepy is that? You're told that as a child. Yeah, and it's absolutely gross. And it's Ugh. the topic of today's Smart People podcast, bed bugs. Fun times, huh? Bed bugs. It's an interesting episode, I gotta say. But uh, I am Chris Stemp, one of the hosts alongside me here. Got John Rojas. And today we're going to tell you about these bed bug infestations what they are, how you get them, where you find them, all these crazy things that you probably don't think about until you're affected by them. And after listening to our expert this week, his name is Jeffrey Eisenberg, you'll be sure to understand why this is a a pretty difficult subject for a lot of people. It actually ends up torturing them. And Jeff founded Pestaway and has recently written the book, The Bedbug Survival Guide. And Chris, I don't know about you, but I've never actually seen bed bugs. I don't think I've ever had bed bugs. But right after we talked to him, I was kind of, you know, kind of had that like icky, eerie feeling everywhere I walked around in my house. Yeah, I know. It's what I'm glad we did this episode. We kind of did it just to see how it turned out. It turned out really well. And I'm sure you guys will enjoy the interview because it's something you don't think about. You think, oh, if I go st- stay at a Motel 8, but. As you'll hear from Jeff, it's everywhere. It can be, there was a guy, a CEO of a large company, I don't remember, but on an airplane, he got bed bugs. I mean, there's an epidemic in New York City. I found an article in the New York Times that says, in 2002, the city logged two bed bug violations. In 2003, 16. And then in 2009, 377. So it's just this massive explosion of bed bugs, which are blood-sucking creatures that most men 
don't even show signs of. So you could be getting eaten alive, you know, once a week or however often they come out and not even know it until, as Jeff points out, and then John kind of goes into, you have a nice little lady friend over. She wakes up covered in bites. And believe me, that is your last shot with that female. Before jumping into the interview, I wanted to remind everybody to, you know, head on over to smartpeoplepodcast.com. Check out our Amazon link. Go there every time that you purchase something through Amazon. It helps us out immensely, costs you nothing. You don't even notice you're doing it, but it does give us a nice little kickback from Amazon that helps pay for things such as bandwidth and for equipment here. So head on over to smartpeoplepodcast.com. Click the Amazon widget on the bottom left corner of the page. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Actually, while you're on Amazon, what you should probably buy is they have these bed bug mattress covers that Jeff tells you about. Check them out. They're not very intrusive, yet they can do the job. And it's something that you want to find these things before they find you. I mean, wouldn't you agree, John? I agree. And then you know what? It's after talking to Jeff, it's actually made me, you know, contemplate a, bu a bunch of different things. One being things that I've never even thought about where there's a huge secondhand furniture market, like on Craigslist, ah, yeah. eBay, yeah. stuff like that. And now you really have to think about when you're going out and you're getting this used furniture, I wonder if there is bed bugs infested in this piece of furniture. And, you know, it starts to, I guess it starts to consume you. It's crazy. Yeah, because I just didn't realize how terrible these things can be. I mean, how they can haunt you. They're like these little ghost bugs, you know? Google them and look up uh, a picture of them online. It's disgusting. Yeah, that'll definitely keep you keep your eyes open and you know the other thing is i let my dog sleep in my bed i mean he's my homie but i don't know things like this make you wonder it's he's an animal should it be kept on the floor i don't know it's just one of those things that being said try to enjoy this interview make sure to check us out on itunes leave us a rating and twitter at smart people pod hope you enjoy My first question to you is, just in general, what are bed bugs? I know a lot of people have heard of them, but aren't very versed on what they are and the problems that they can cause. Uh, well, basically, you know, bed bugs are these little insects that uh, the technical term is called Thymex lactillarius, and they've been around since caveman. The pharaohs of Egypt spoke about them. Greek plays had them you know, inside. Aristophanes had them in some of their plays since the beginning of time, essentially, right up through you know, the White House and, the, you know, White House has always had bed bug problems and former presidents. And essentially what they do is these little bugs feed on blood and they feed on your body. Most people in our generation, unless you're in your 70s, never dealt with bed bugs. They thought it was some kind of mythological pest that you just had some nursery rhyme, which just was something, you know, you just say to your kids before you go to sleep. But for, you know, you know, 1940s and prior to, you would, spray your mattress every night with kerosene, hoping that you wouldn't get bit by bed bugs and you give this little blessing to your child, you know, sleep tight, you know, let's hope the bed bugs don't bite. Um, so essentially, ever since in the late 1990s, this problem has become a serious problem to epidemic proportions where it's now a worldwide issue uh, throughout the country, you know, through the U.S., every major city, thousands and thousands of towns and villages and even rural areas are battling a bedbug epidemic, and, and many cities that haven't had any 
report instances as recently as two or three years ago are now on the top of the list. Cities like Philadelphia and Tucson and Miami, these are cities that are, are, are getting plagued by bedbugs who never had any report instances, and, and people are getting taken by surprise. What caused this, you know, recent rise in the, you know, epidemic of bedbugs? Uh, essentially, I mean, a product called DDT, which was invented in the, in the 1940s, was the quote-unquote magical safe pesticide, which you could spray on people's bodies. Now, this pesticide was used to eradicate many pests, including bedbugs, and it pretty much decimated bedbugs throughout the U.S. I mean, it decimated to the point where by the, by the 1950s, there were no more bedbugs in this country. But by the 60s, they found out that DDT wasn't so safe, and it really stopped working anyway. So they, they pulled it from the market. What happened was, you know, as people, as U.S. citizens continued to travel abroad because of, you know, because of the inexpensive nature of, of flying to all kinds of exotic countries, these countries had stopped, had never really gotten rid of their bedbug problem. So essentially, all our travelers had brought the bedbugs back into our country and through many European cities and, and countries who had no problems. And this problem just festered for many years uh, without being detected properly because, you know, most you know, people, most extermination companies didn't know anything about bedbugs. Uh, we, we discovered them in 1996, and, and we saw this growing, and we thought this was going to become a major problem, and most of my industry thought it was, you know, we were just not, not we were smoking something because uh, bedbugs had not been an issue in 50 years. So during this process, when we were telling people that they had bedbugs, they were denying it because all the myths that are associated with bedbugs, the average person thought that, Bedbugs were associated with being dirty, being from a, a foreign country, being poor, you know, not being uneducated. These are all myths, and people were, were doing all the wrong things. You know, you know, they did think that bedbugs they would throw out their bed, or they would go to a hardware store and pick up some spray that had a big picture of a bedbug, and, and they would spray their house. Most of these things would make the problem worse. You're taking a bedbug problem from from one one room to five rooms, or throughout the house throughout the apartment building because of all the myths that people knew or thought they knew about bedbugs. And the whole purpose of the book that I wrote, the Bedbug Survival Guide, I wrote as a public service, you know, really to help people. Um, and all the proceeds and all the, all the advances we got from the book are going to charity, you know, kids with cancer and kids with orphans. Because uh, I really wanted people to understand about bedbugs because at the end of the day, there's no magic bullet in killing bedbugs. What's going to solve this problem or going to help the problem and, and pull this epidemic back from its, you know, from its ways is through education. Jeff, first, I guess I wanted to reiterate what you said. That's really incredible. I didn't know that the proceeds from book sales are going to charity, and we really commend you for that. What, what made you decide to go that route? Well, I mean, uh, a lot of what I do every day, I mean, a big part of my life is, is, is you know, involved in charities and, and and I believe that, you know, we have other purposes in our life. Um, but I really, I, I deal with, over the last 15 years, I've seen so much suffering, you know, regarding to bedbugs. I mean, they don't spread disease, but they do cause a tremendous amount of suffering, mental suffering. People who, who, who don't sleep at night, their lives are turned upside down for months at a time. They've spent thousands of dollars. Many people spend money they, they really can't afford and it, you know, people can't date. People have kids who can't have play dates, and 
and, and kids who don't have their toys for months on an end because they have bed bugs, and it disrupts their lives to an incredible degree where, you know, 50% of my day was psychology, you know, just, just easing, trying to make people feel better and, and, and letting them know and reassuring them we're going to get rid of it, which we always do. You know, they asked me to write this book, and, and I wrote it. I said, I, I don't want to exploit, you know, people by selling a book and thinking I'm going to profit, you know, you know profit from it. I want people to have it. So I, I just wanted to show my intentions that, you know, I'm not only going to, I'm not only donating all the proceeds and I bought thousands of books to sell, but I'm also matching it because I really want to encourage people to give it to their friends and loved ones because, it, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. You're going to help yourself. You're going to reduce the chance of getting bed bugs by 75%. You're going to help a lot of kids. You know, and these are, these are charities which are well-known with, you know, four-star charity navigator ratings. You know, they've been around for 20 years, and so everybody benefits here. And, you know, I feel good that I did something, you know, to help a lot of people ease their suffering, and I helped a lot of, you know, children who definitely need, you know, the most amount of help. That is definitely awesome. And, you know, we, we urge our listeners to, you know, pick up your book and also help, you know, donate any, anything that they can, you know, to help out these people. That's fantastic, Jeff. Thank you. You had mentioned that a lot of, you know, more prevalent cities such as Philadelphia, Tucson, Miami, all these places are starting to have problems with bed bugs. Do you find that there's an area of the country that they're more prevalent or do you find that there's, you know, different places such as hotels um, or, or, you know, just places where there's shared beds? Well, it, it, you know, that's a great question. The truth is they're everywhere. Um, if, you know, if you had to get, if, if you want a top 10 list of cities, I can certainly give you that. I mean, New York is, New York and uh, Ohio is probably the number one, you know, top states with the worst problems. Um, but there are cities, you know, L.A. and Dallas and, and Minnesota, these cities are coming on very strong. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a contest you really want to win, but right. it's it just, it, it's, it's the nature of that these you know, in terms of percentages, they're growing the fastest because they're not equipped to deal with it. These, you know, these governments are not even aware that they think, well, we can't have a problem. We're in the Midwest. And, um, but in terms of actual places, uh, one of the big myths is that, you know, bedbugs only go to one-star hotels, which is totally not true. I mean, the, the incidence of bedbugs in five-star hotels is just as great, if not greater, than one-star hotels because, you know, the five-star hotels get a lot more international travel. And these people have come in contact with millions of other people's bags and stuff from, from countries around the world, and they're constantly battling this problem. You know, five-star hotels are really, it's, it's a struggle. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how much you spend for the suite. You know, these are just fancier bed bugs than in the one-star hotels. <laughs> but they're, you know, essentially they're everywhere. They're, you know, they're in the planes, you know, just, just a couple weeks ago. You know, a big, um, I think it was a Yahoo a big Yahoo executive flew on British Airways. She got bit to pieces, and you know they uh, and then they denied it. And then she created a website within 24 hours, blasting them. And then they admitted to it. And then they they took these two planes out of service for about 48 hours, which cost them a fortune. I mean, but we know they're on planes and hotels and buses and subways. They're in medical clinics. They're at hospitals, maternity wards, courtrooms, movie theaters, Broadway shows. I mean, there's, there's no place. I can't think of one place that we have not discovered, you know, that bedbugs have been found in, in, in this country. I mean, ships, I mean, the list goes on and on. Wherever people go, the bedbugs are there right by them. 
you know, I didn't even think about all those other places you mentioned. I kind of just associate bed bugs with beds. That's kind of a scary thought. But I was trying to get a better sense of, you know, I've never seen them, never really heard too much about them. I've never been affected by them, I don't think. But what's the most problematic thing about bed bugs? Are their bites painful? Do they wake you up? Do you get numerous bites? Kind of how does all that work? Well, it, it's not necessarily painful. Um, it, it, it's very annoying that you can't, and I say can, when they bite you, you're not going to know it. They inject an anesthetic in you, so you're not going to know you got bit until 3 to 12 hours later, typically, for most people. Now, if, if you manifest the bites, in some ways, you're lucky, because that means you'll have some idea that you have bed bugs. Unfortunately, many people, especially men, 90% of men, don't manifest the bites when they get bit. So what happens is they can have this problem for a long period of time undetected and not realize they have a bed bug problem until they either you know, start to date or someone comes over and then they realize they have this problem. Uh, very often families, you know, women and kids live in a family and nobody gets any bites and it's because they have a pet. They have a bunny or a cat or dog and, the, and these pets are taking the brunt of the biting from the bed bugs because Bed bugs are not that you know, particular. They just want a blood meal. And you're not going to see a cat or a dog scratch. and There isn't going to be any marks on their body. So, I mean, all these things are what's making this problem go on because people assume, well, if I have bed bugs, I'll probably see it or I'll get bites. You know, it's not true. And a lot of the things online, many, there's so much information which is just not correct, which is making people, you know, go into the wrong direction. And even the rules that are correct, the things I would agree with, there's so many exceptions to the rules because, you know, unfortunately, the bed bugs don't read the same blogs that the people do. You know, they don't know that, you know, bed bugs don't have to bite three in a row or they don't have to necessarily manifest the bites. So, you know, the, the bed bug survival guide tells you all the exceptions to the rules the blogs aren't telling you and trying to educate people to get that early detection. You know, it's, it's just like healthcare. And we take care of our bodies, we try to do preventive things, and if we, if we think something's wrong, we go to the doctor, diagnose it early, and minimize the amount of pain and suffering that we would need to, in order to eradicate it. If we get to something too late, then it's, it's much more invasive. So the idea is try to be more on top of it, identifying some of the signs, what to look for, knowing how to travel properly, you know, if your kids have been exposed, you know, there's all kinds, you know, the book deals with all kinds of different scenarios, you know, why single people are more susceptible to bed bugs than, than married people, why elderly tend to get bed bugs at a significantly higher rate than, than you know, younger people. There's all kinds of different uh, scenarios that people need to just be aware of. It's raising people's consciousness, which is going to help them ease their suffering. Now, you ask me, is it, you know, is it painful? It's not painful. But if you haven't slept a good night in, in three, four weeks, and you just are waking up every 20 minutes trying to look for a bed bug or thinking you got bit, it, 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 it takes a toll on you. You know, we need sleep. Three, four weeks of that sleep is going to, you know, it's not going to make you the most uh, happy camper at work or with your, your loved ones. It makes you irritable. It, it, it brings on other sicknesses because you're just not getting, you know, rejuvenated each night. So it takes a, a physical toll on you after a while when you just can't get a good night's sleep knowing that there's these creatures potentially sucking your blood you know, while you're at rest. If I'm a single male and I fall into that 90% category of males that you know don't show the signs of being bit, what are some of the signs that I can look for to know bed bugs 
might be around. I mean, you know, just in case I do start dating somebody and, you know, want them to stay around longer than a week of, you know, realizing that my house is infested with bed bugs. Well, that's a, you know, that's a good question. I mean, the good chance that your, uh, your new partner may manifest the bites. I recommend to everybody in the country that they encase their mattress and box spring with, with bed bug certified mattress covers. You know, there's many, many sold in retail stores, which I don't recommend. They're not of quality. But by casing the mattress and box spring, you will prevent a problem from going undetected for a long period of time. Because when you case it with this white type of sheet, you will more likely see the, some of the signs that bed bugs leave while they're moving on and off your body. You know, that could be little blood stains, little pepper stains on the on these encasements. Uh, and if you see them, you know, you need to make sure you take the right course of action. Um, and the course of action just varies. And, you know, the, you know, the book kind of discusses how to, you know, discover if you have bed bugs. There's ways of utilizing canine services. These dogs are specially trained to detect the smell of bed bugs through their noses. And you have to know how to choose the right company. You want to make sure that the canine company is independent from an extermination company so there's no built-in conflict of interest. Um, you want to make sure you choose the right extermination company. But, you, you know, the canines are really your best bet in knowing if you have them or don't have them. Because um, if, if you're one of those guys in, in the 90% category, and you're, uh, then probably a canine is a good thing to use, you know, periodically. Or if you think you've been exposed, you think you may have them. In your years of experience, what's the worst scenario of bed bugs you've ever seen? Was it in a house or a business? And kind of what did it look like? Can you just paint us a picture? Well, I mean, one time we were in a in adjacent building in New York, and it was a very difficult case. I could not figure out why they still had this problem, where they were coming from. Uh, I knocked on this guy's door. We wanted to ask him if he was having any problems. He was an older guy. He comes to the door in a baseball cap. The bed bug crawls across the top of his cap. And I thought it was like on candy camera. So I'm asking him some questions, and a minute later, another one crosses his cap. And I thought for sure this was like a setup. I was on candy camera. So I looked, asked to look inside of his baseball cap, and they were crawling all over inside of his hat. And I knew without going any further that his apartment had to have been loaded. And lo and behold, you step inside, and the walls were moving. I mean, we vacuumed. We were just vacuuming up bed bugs for two weeks straight. Oh. You know, a team of guys just vacuuming up bed bugs, filling up vacuum bags before we even had a chance to do a traditional treatment because normally you don't even see the bed bugs. Bed bugs only come out every 7 to 14 days for 3 to 5 minutes at a time. You know, the cra every crack was so saturated with bed bugs, and any given crack could hold uh, three, 400 bed bugs. And in an apartment like this with thousands of cracks, it was saturated. We were bags and bags full of vacuum. I mean, and this is, we've had many cases like this. But this is what we're talking about, you know, walls are moving. Now, this is not a typical case. This is a person who just he was disconnected. It didn't bother him. I mean, uh, you know, he, didn't, he obviously didn't have anybody visit him or anybody that could tell him he had a serious problem. But uh, there, this is what I call the pig pen, you know, uh, syndrome, where you have guys like this who go out into society. They work with you. They eat at the same diners and restaurants. If you met him on the street, you'd think he's... You know, there's nothing peculiar about him. And they're going to the movies with you. They're going to your diners. They're going to your workplace, to your hospitals, your dentist offices. And wherever they go, like Pigpen, with that cloud of dirt, they're dropping bed bugs wherever they go. They are depositing them wherever they travel. 
if you shake their hand, if you brush up against them in the subway, on a bus, or on an airline. This guy traveled and he did things. He was, a, he was a, literally a vector of bed bugs wherever he traveled. And there are hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people like this in every major city. And this is why you have to protect yourself. It's not about the people who are relatively you know, aware of it. There are people like this who just are depositing bed bugs in all the places that you like to go, and you can't avoid it. You know, this guy went to a gym. This guy went to, you know, Broadway shows. But it's it's an issue, uh, and this is why you have to try to protect yourself and, and avoid these pests whenever you have the opportunity to. So the the picture that you've painted with having the walls moving due to bed bugs, I mean, just makes me squirm and feel queasy. So I have to ask you, how did you get involved in studying bed bugs? Uh, essentially, we got called into an account in 1996, and uh, they were complaining about things biting them. It didn't make sense. It was December time, and there were no biting insects around at that time in New York City. And eventually, we found this, this bug. I didn't know what it was. We got it identified. Um, an entomologist said, it's a bed bug. Where did you get it? Uh, nobody was able to help me because bed bugs had not been on the radar for 50 years. So we had to learn how to get rid of this pest on our own because you know, most of the of the available techniques were illegal, and you know, the old timers didn't have any advice for me. So we had to figure out how to get rid of bed bugs on our own, and we started to study it. And you know, I, I'm I'm from some of an academic background, and and as I was studying, I was learning these unbelievable things about how difficult it was to get rid of this pest. So for a good five six years, we started getting calls from around the city because we got a reputation that we had some knowledge about this this problem. And most companies didn't bother with it because it wasn't really a big enough issue. And then we saw that this seemed like it was going to be a major epidemic at some point based on how difficult it was to get rid of it and how easy it spread. But people figured it can't be a problem. This, you know, it's been quiet for 50 years. It's probably just a small little outbreak. So we were ramping up in a major way, learning and studying bed bugs for a good 10, 12 years until it started to become, you know, uh, on the radar. I mean, the New York Times, 19, 2005, put us on the front page of the New York Times declaring bed bugs are back. And then, then it became official that they were back. But most people thought it was, again, it was only about foreigners or people being dirty or people, you know, just not taking, you know, clean, you know, taking care of themselves. All right, Jeff. Well, I know we're about out of time, but I did want to give you a chance to tell us about what else you have going on? I know we mentioned your book, The Bedbug Survival Guide. Is there anywhere else you'd like to lead our listeners to, such as a website or a place they can go to learn more about bedbugs? Sure. I mean, we have a, a, a site, and all the proceeds of the of the site and everything you buy in there is going to also go to uh, the, the charities I mentioned. It's called uh, the, the site is uh, bedbugsurvivalguide.com. We also have a, you know it's going to have a lot of information, blogs, and, and about bedbugs. You can also go on the site of pestawayinc.com, which has a lot of good information and tips for dealing with bedbugs, but it's not nearly as, as uh, expensive as the, you know, the Bedbug Survival Guide, which is just going to help everyone in all walks of life, you know, teaching them how to travel, how to, how to live, how to deal with you know, student, you know, kids who have bedbugs or if you've been exposed. Um, it will guarantee for $9 you're going to you know, avoid bedbugs um, by at least 75% chance. All right, Jeff, thank you so much for being on. This was really informative and something I'm sure everyone will be happy to know a little more about. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Thank you. Good day. 
All right, welcome back. Hope you weren't too grossed out by what you know Jeff had to say during this interview. It's going to make you think twice about about bed bugs. Chris, question for you: On our trip out to Arizona and then back, did you once think about bed bugs? I didn't, but actually on the way back, having talked to Jeff, I I did. <laughs> I, and it's one of those things where when you're sleeping and you feel like a little itch. If you start wondering, oh, I wonder if that was a bed bug, try to enjoy your sleep. Oh, yeah. Seriously, you know what I'm saying? Those itches multiply in your head. Yeah. You start thinking, oh, my goodness, my entire body itches, where it probably really doesn't. It's probably mental, but, you know, you feel that first little itch, and you think bed bugs, and that's it. Your sleep is ruined. Yeah. You're being feasted on by blood-sucking creatures. Anyways, hope everyone enjoyed it. It was a little random episode that we had, but that's what we're here for try and learn something new, try and learn something interesting and maybe give you a different perspective. And and I know that's what happened for me this episode. So if you enjoyed it, go ahead and tell the world, tell your friends. We, we really appreciate any, any help we can get with marketing. I mean, we're a small, small little group going on here and we're just trying to get the word out and teach people some different things. So check us out on Twitter at smart people pod, tweet about us, go to check out our Facebook page, send us recommendations go to our website smartpeoplepodcast.com use the contact us tab and send us things recommendations people you want to hear constructive criticism i mean that's what we're here for and uh, 99% of the times we're going to respond to you because we want that that interaction with you guys so we really appreciate it and i know we've mentioned it a million times before where we said you know support us on facebook and twitter but it really is that grassroots marketing campaign that helps us uh, become bigger We don't have an advertising budget. We don't advertise any other way. We depend on you guys to spread the word to your friends and family. And we greatly appreciate it every time that we see somebody tweet saying, hey, I'm checking out the new Smart People podcast episode. You should check it out and provide the link. It's awesome. And it means awesome. It makes it it makes the day sometimes. I do agree with that. Absolutely. I love getting emails and Facebook and Twitter messages. Um, You know, it takes away from the the mundane boring job and you get to see these people that enjoy the same thing you do it's it's very cool exactly so we hope to hear from you thanks for checking us out smartpeoplepodcast.com let us know your thoughts make sure to tune in next week for another awesome episode see you guys next time